Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. This is Boardcast News for June 1st, 2017. My name is Matt, and joining me on the cast today, my one and only co-host, Miss Tiffany B. Hello. Although you are apparently the embodiment of Dan today. Ladies. As you forgot to start recording. Yes. (laughs) And you ruined my perfectly good intro that I had. It was a really good intro. Now it's lost. You want to just do it? You could just do it. I don't know. Isn't this kind of like pointing out good transitions? I can react to it pretty naturally. I'm a a great actor. (laughs) Is that something in your skill set? Yeah. No, I'm not good at acting. But I can try if you really want to give that intro. Uh, you seem real disappointed. I'm just, you know, I'm just bummed. But I feel like this is a more natural and he more. He said I was his favorite co-host. It was nice. Well, that I'm not related to. I was gonna leave that out. Sorry. All right. Well, let's talk about games then. In case you, well, let's talk about social media. In case you don't remember where to find us, I wonder how many people are actually forgetting. Like you start listening and like, man, I'm glad Matt goes over this every episode because I am always forgetting that I. No can... one is glad that you go. <laughs> <laughs> but do your thing that you can find us at facebook.com slash the league of nonsensical gamers on places like youtube if you search for the league of nonsensical gamers the bgg guild number 2077 twitter instagram and the anchor radio app we are also sponsored by tasty minstrel games tmg the best game company that's ever sponsored our show and uh, you can check out their games like yokohama and the flow of history and everything else they have coming out this year origins will be coming up soon so be sure to look for tmg games on uh, in booths and at shelves and on sale and things like that on my table maybe we could play a tmg game sometime we could T- tiff is unenthused if we play a game at origins <laughs> we've promised to play sixteen thousand games at origins we'll see if we even play one well, i think the most important thing occurring right now is dan's offer to play a Lanius game with you at Origins. That's right. And it and Patrick Hillier is already studying up on the rules for Defenders of the Last Stand, so it's going to be a beautiful thing. You got to be careful with those things because you put that out on Twitter, and when Patrick Hillier catches wind of something, like he runs with it. So he. Why do you think I put it on Twitter? It's fantastic. Dan texted me. He was like, "That was a secret between us." <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's a secret between you and all your followers. So Dan tried to bring in Travis from low player count, try to like fold him into it, I guess, so that he has a companion to like roll eyes with and things like that. But I think both the reality for both of them is starting to set in. And that's scary. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's fine. I don't mind watching two of them roll their eyes. I'll be (laughs) laughing so hard. There'll be tears coming out of my eyes. It's gonna be the best. You gotta really prolong that game. Make sure you don't lose it. Like, you just added another player, Dan. What do you think is gonna happen? You just made your whole situation last a little bit longer. But that's all right. Patrick posted a picture of the game all set up and all that plastic. They started to itch and they got a little uncomfortable. It's great. I'm gonna watch it. It's a beautiful thing. For uh, $2 a pop, you can... Or your generics. You can give me tickets to come and watch those two play with you two. Defenders of the Last Stand. I just can't wait to see the light go out of Dan's eyes as he starts to learn the rules. It's going to be beautiful. And then we'll get to do our recap episode of Origins and talk about how great the game was. And it's going to be so good. The highlight of Origins. I'm all like, even just thinking about it, that's it's already the highlight of my Origins. <laughs> 
you've created a memory. Yeah, I've already created it, so it's fine. I don't even need to show up. I already just have it in my mind what it's going to be like. Wow. Bring your cameras, everyone, if you're going to be at Origins. <laughs> bring audio recording devices, things like that. You really want to get the full sense of the sense. We want to document yeah. this because it's never going to happen again. This is like the rebirth of the YouTube channel will be Dan's face, like a close-up shot of Dan's face as he plays Defenders of the Last Stand. You can watch his face slowly droop and melt. He's already so upset. I don't know if it's going to melt. He's just going to start that way. You got to be careful when you offer to play Lonius games. I think he forgot that was an option, honestly. He's like, oh, we can play Run, Fight, or Die or something like that. Is that a Lonius game? I don't know. Well, someone suggested that we do like Arkham Horror with all the expansions. I'm like, not even me. I don't even want to do that. So. All right. That's fun. I'm excited. So with that momentum, I will carry us forward into game announcements there are a few things happening these days in the game world a lot of things we talked about last uh, couple weeks we've had some long news episodes this one's a little bit shorter but we kick off with something that i am excited about from idw and their kind of games department they are going to be doing a board game version of wayward which is a jim zub comic uh one that i i think i have a couple issues floating around it's pretty cool it's the theme is about like teenage kids with superpowers who fight uh japanese spirits and they're going to be doing a fully cooperative board game where you'll get to fight against yokai and have magic powers and it's going to be designed with jim zub in collaboration with john gilmore who is good people when it comes to thematic games that'll be good for people like you it's <laughs> Did you look at the box art at least? It's pretty. I did. I feel, it looks pretty. I feel bad. I need to touch on something because I do all the editing, Tiff. So I or I usually do the editing, I should say. And whenever I'm editing, I feel bad that often the connection I will try to make with you is how the game looks. And I feel like I treat you very super superficially at times. Listen, I'm super shallow. Everybody knows no, that. No, I just, I don't want people to get the <laughs> wrong idea. It's just that you care so little about some of these games. So it's like, let's try to make a <laughs> talking point got. for Tiff. No, I know. Well, and when I don't, listen, here's a little inside baseball. When I don't care for a game, I will usually say that the art is. <laughs> I will usually just comment on the art. So, so, next full episode, everyone, have your tally, your paper and pencil out to take tallies on how many times Tiff comments on art. Yeah, if it's just the art, then you know that I don't, I'm not interested. What if you don't even have a nice art comment? That's a rough game. Then I'm Dan? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> So that will be coming later. There are not many details right now other than that it will exist, which is very cool. Uh, moving forward, coming from AEG, we have a game called Cutthroat Kingdoms, which is going to be a three to six player game running between an hour and a half and two hours, which is concerning because it's a game of deal making and intrigue and negotiation, which as we had our... Uh, Matt, you yeah. should not buy this game. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I've got... <laughs> Listen, you love your family. I know you do. If you want... If you want to stay happy, do not buy this game. <laughs> I'm gonna I let that. You. I'm gonna let that silence linger for a second. I <laughs> yes, we had our conversation about me and negotiation games. So let's move on. That the tagline of this game is "Till Death Do Us Part." So that's ominous. I don't. That's like a 1980s horror movie tagline. Yeah, I like it. I don't know that I, but I should engage in something like that. That actually has death in the name. Thing, you know, it's a little. I wouldn't rough. recommend it. So let's go with what something. Else you got? <laughs> much more light and airy and fluffy with art by Beth Sobel. It is from Renegade Games. They announced Atlas Enchanted Lands will be coming. And this is, I don't much like this cover art. And it's. I was just going to comment on that. Yeah. 
I don't, here's the thing. The art is fine. I just think it's like the logo and the art together don't look right. I, you know, listen, I'm not a graphic designer. I teach music, so I probably have no right to say. But like, the art is interesting. You don't get to see this kind of art on board games very often. I like the art, but I don't know about that logo. Yeah, I I don't, I wonder, so looking through the press releases, I wonder if Atlas will become a a title that's carried forward. So you have Atlas Enchanted Lands, you'll have Atlas Space Pirates, you'll have Atlas Vikings, things like that. I know why I like this cover though, it's so green. It is very, this is a very green game, (laughs) Tiff. This is the second greenest game in the BGG database. It's pretty green, yeah. And it has maybe a little too green. All female cover art which is a, a right. positive thing that's been noted. Uh, I just don't know that I like fairies that much. Now, Renegade Games is good, and this sounds like a cool little light set collection game. So the yes. gameplay itself sounds like something that we could probably dig into. Renegade has been doing really well with their latest titles. They've been creating a lot of accessible games that also have a little bit more depth of strategy. My issue is that lo- this looks like the box... Well, it's by J. Alex Cavern. I mean, oh, it's yeah, going to be positive. a good game. It's probably going to be a good game. It'll probably get a Mensa Select Award or something like that. My issue is that this looks like <laughs> a sure. toy that like is marketed towards five-year-old girls. Does it? Like, imagine if know. it were pink instead of green. <laughs> Maybe. It would be like a, the latest girl craze. No? I'm okay with like the fairies and magic, and I'm okay with the green. Even the Enchanted so... Lands. Like, the look at the logo. Or like it should be like a Barbie-themed... It's okay to have a little bit of femininity. I think maybe, I think they didn't go far enough with it. Listen, if you're going to go feminine, go all the way. What would make this more feminine other than having three women and a... Well, I mean, I, I get it. It's like the Atlas and they have a compass kind of thing. Yeah. And, and so that's like very like rugged looking on top of all this beautiful fairy art and Enchanted Lands is this beautiful script. So it's just kind of like a weird disconnect. I feel like we're going on and on about this. And I'm being real picky about it, so I feel bad. We like Renegade. Let's stop picking on it. It sounds cool. It's going to be a fine game. It likely will be. Next. Z-Man Games. Two things coming out. The first one is one that's been popping up on my Twitter feed a lot because people like Suzanne Sheldon are always ahead of the curve. And number nine is the latest craze that she is kind of... I'm saying she's spearheaded because in my feed, that's who's kind of picked it up and then other people branched off from there. Number nine is like a... I guess it's a tile laying game, but the tiles are shaped like the numbers zero through nine. And you're trying to stack them. Yeah like a puzzle you're trying to stack them and score points so basically the when you stack them there are stacking rules they have to be supported by two other tiles and things like that they have to be completely covered i believe but the number as you stack them the height they are in your little stack tower thingy is a multiplier for the value of that tile so if you place a seven on your fourth level you multiply seven by four to get your points and you're trying to like puzzle through that to maximize your effort so that sounds good yeah and it looks really cool the graphic design's nice it's got a, a really cool you know small box uh presence that you you'll have on your shelf so that's coming from z-man and then the other game they have is called smile this is a game that's actually been out but is now going to be distributed through z-man and what i saw in this game it's not really no thanks but it's got it had a no thanks feeling to me because what you're trying to do is capture these little monsters and the way that you do that you can either place a token onto a monster there's several of them out in a display you can place a token onto a monster to stay in the round and essentially bid on them or you can drop out of the round and take the lowest scoring monster that's on the board right now when you take 
the lowest scoring monster it could be worth negative points or something like that but you also get the tokens that were placed on it which will allow you to bid more in future rounds so that's where i get that like little no thanks feel uh, you're also trying to avoid duplicates because those will uh, get canceled out and you'll lose those scores but overall i mean it's got a really quirky art style it's a small box z-man game i don't know if it's going to be in that small box line that we love so much because mm. i'm i'm looking at it and they have cover doesn't look like it no but uh, it does have a cool looking presence and the gameplay itself sounds light but interesting. Uh, I tell you what, like this, this, it's so hard to tell about card games just by reading a description of them. I'm terrible at it, yeah. but um, it's, it's by uh, Michael Sh- Shocked. Shocked, who did Colorado, which I love. Yep. So it's probably good, and I love this art. It looks like yellow art. It does like, look like yellow art. You don't see this coming from Z-Man very often, yeah. so it looks neat. I try it. Yeah, it looks like something that I would uh, I would give a it's shot, especially if it falls. It. it does have lightning bugs. If it falls in that like $15, $20 price range, I think that that's probably the right point for it. Coming from Fireside Games, next up is a game called Kaiju Crush, which is always fun because kaiju, just, they're cool. They're like giant monsters, but Japanese. They are like giant Japanese monsters. It's kind of like by definition, they're like giant That's monsters. exactly what they are. You just <laughs> defined yeah. what they are. Cool. So All right. the game itself is from for two to four players. You'll play as a kaiju uh, that has special abilities. You're going to move around a city and smash stuff up, and then you actually get to take control of areas that you've... Uh, destroyed and then if you run into another monster another kaiju there is like a rock paper scissors element that allows you to battle that kaiju so run around a city smash stuff up and fight other kaiju for points Mm. yeah it's something it would be good for board game club i'm sure but this is not for me yeah next next up is a martin wallace game called the arrival this is going to be coming from cryptozoic and it's going to be, this is a wider release, essentially. This game was already out at Spiel 2016. But in this one, you are taking control. Of ancient Ireland? Yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> are you all right? The brain's not doing so well. I have like. You need to take a drink of water? That usually helps. <laughs> you go away, Tiff. <laughs> I will probably take a drink of water at some point. So yes, they. this is, you're taking control of ancient Ireland. And you are trying to collect resources or spread to spread your tribe or forego the resources in order to gain fame. And this is set in a world or a time of Ireland that is infested with demons that they call Fomori. Yeah, I like that. It does look very cool. And the the box art is very interesting. I'm not familiar with Irish lore and Fomori. That's not something I've ever encountered, but it seems they cool. They found something we've never encountered, and I, I respect that a lot. Yeah. Thank you. The issue is, <laughs> not the issue, the question is with Martin Wallace game, how much is that theme actually going to be floating around? That's true. I don't know. I don't usually play a lot of Martin Wallace, so this is one that I, I wait for other people to play. Yeah, something to check out, though. Moving forward from Mayday Games, a game called Macroscope, which was funded earlier this year on Kickstarter. Uh, June 14th, this is going to come with a wider distribution from Mayday, as I said. It's a two to six player game where you're trying to decipher what pictures are. There's like these pictures inside of this little apparatus, a card holder, where you can look through holes and only see part of the card. And you roll dice to try to look through more holes in your little macroscope. And then you see more of the picture, you try to guess what the picture is. It's a little gimmicky. It's 
pretty gimmicky. That's what Mayday does, I think, though. And I usually like their games. Next up, from Brotherwise Games, a game that we've actually talked about several times, one or two times before in a news episode, but we have more details about Unearth, which is the next title. It's not going to be a boss monster sequel or anything like that. And this... I think it keeps coming up because I love the look of this game. It's mm-hmm. such a neat looking game. And we know that it's going to be like a dice placement game. So you have a team of delvers that are going to go deep down into the earth and they're represented by dice where you're going to place them onto these ruins to uncover things and score points. Uh, it's supposed to be a very kind of easy to manage lightweight game, which would make sense because boss monster is equally kind of simple and, and easy to get into. So this will be coming out at Gen Con officially. Uh, it'll hit retailers on August 17th and hopefully the price tag will come in nice and low. Uh, This might be something that I pick up because I just feel like I've been staring at this game for so long. I got to try it now. I feel the same way about this one. I just, I don't know. It's just like the color palette and the dice placement. There's just so much I like about it. The only thing that worries me is that boss monster connection because I really didn't like boss monster. Yeah, I'm not a big boss monster fan either, but I'm hoping, I mean, boss monster obviously doesn't have the dice or the placement or... It doesn't really have anything in common with this other than potentially no, that lightweight nature. Definite departure for Boss Monster. Yeah. So uh, I hope it's good. It looks good. So moving forward, our second to last one will be a game from Eggertspiel, which I threw up here because it's a Michael Kiesling game. And it is called Heaven and Ale, which has to do with monks brewing beer. Man, brewing beer is the next Vikings. I'm all about brewing beer. I finally <laughs> I got to like... try my first brew that I made. I brewed beer. You brewed beer? Yeah. You, I made an IPA. You some to Origins? I... Oh, gross. Never mind. Sorry. I can bring it anyway. Uh, but <laughs> No. No. I'll just be like, oh, this tastes like acid. I don't know anyone Thanks. who likes IPAs, so I keep letting everyone try them, and they're all like... You don't? Literally everyone I know loves IPA. I'm the only one who doesn't. No. My, my circle of friends either and family either likes stouts, which is like Kel and Dan and things like that, or they like Coors Light and Miller Light. Oh. So... Yeah, I've got like some low quality beer people and I've got some other side of the craft brewing. So Dan tried it and said it was cool. He doesn't like IPAs, but he was like, he's my beer aficionado. Well, that's great. So he said it was good. Dan can be a pretty tough critic. Yeah. As we all know. He was surprised that he didn't hate it, (laughs) which is pretty much the best you're going to get. Yeah, that's a compliment from Dan. I'm surprised I don't hate this in life. Anything Dan does, if he's surprised, he doesn't hate it. So (laughs) you're awful. Nah. There's a lot of like, I just, I don't know if it's just me. I've just been noticing a lot of like Oktoberfest Mm -hmm. themed games, brewing games. I don't know. This is, this is an up and coming theme. I mean, if you've. Maybe it's just my small subset of people in the hobby, but I find that people who like beer and people who like games seem to overlap. Oh, yeah. Well, those two things come ha- go hand in hand, yeah. so it makes sense. So start a... Uh... I like the stained glass kind of cover thing they got going on. That's cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's You know, I guess it's that religious monastery kind of deal mixed with the beer. Yeah. I, w- I want a stained glass beer like window. I want a, <laughs> some art. That'd be cool. Anywho, last game. A Porta Games has a one versus many uh, deduction game, kind of like Scotland Yard, called Destination X. And the reason why this one is interesting, kind of sets itself apart, is that there's this element of geography and understanding the world. So basically, one versus many, where one player is going to get dealt location cards and is going to travel to different locations across the world, like countries and things like that. The other players are then going to deduce where that person is 
is by using cards to ask questions or gain information about that country, like population or religious affiliation or native language and things like that. So as you learn facts about the country, you naturally are able to deduce where they potentially are, which I think is a pretty unique idea. I, I will be interested to see how much it depends on your actual knowledge or if there will be aids to, you know, point you in the right direction because maybe you just don't know anything about the world. If you're American, <laughs> probably. I don't know. But hey, now I'm just kidding. That's a stereotype. It is I'm a stereotype, but it, I'll be interested to see how it all pans out. I just, I like the idea as a initial pitch. So that is called Destination X. Uh, we have several hobby news stories. A couple of interesting things. The first thing is that Asmodee bought another company. What's new? All right, moving yeah, on. Next. They got Rory Story Cubes. So we'll see what they do with that. There was a full board game using the Story Cubes in the make. So we'll see if Asmodee continues forward with that. Two things that have to do with Cool Mini or not, or Simon Limited. First is that they, and this actually applies to Yellow as well, uh, are modifying their pricing policies. They're changing the policy for minimize advertised price. And this is something that Asmodee uh, enacted a little while ago. We've always talked about this idea that if you can't lower the prices on games, past a certain limit you're encouraging purchasing uh, from friendly local gaming stores because there there isn't that benefit for buying online and you're also helping the companies grow because they're getting the maximum amount of profit but these policies my store has openly said they're a good store they like the policies obviously it drives business to them but what we're looking at now is with Simon and with Yellow, uh, no more than like a 20% reduction in price I think is is the limit so Across the board, you have to be at least selling the games for 80% of their MSRP. Uh, so that is what I think is it's discouraging buying, don't you think? Mm, maybe. I mean, it, uh, minimum advertising. We need a lawyer. <laughs> um, because that's their advertised pricing. So technically, they could sell it for less. Yeah. Okay. So yes. And not I, advertise it? I do need to qualify that. So you can sell your games for whatever you want still. This does not ban you from selling below those prices. But Simon, Yellow, Asmodee reserve the right to not supply you with games then if you're not selling them for prices that they like. So sell at our prices or don't get games to sell. Well, and then if your games get too expensive, I don't buy them. And that's just well, That's my big concern goes. is that this combined with the natural inflation of prices, it seems, like all of a sudden games are starting to cost $70, $80, $100 are not out of the, the market anymore. You know, it's, it's commonplace. So now you're bumping the prices up and you're not allowing them to be dropped for any significant discount through like loyalty stuff at stores or you know online discounts and things like that so that's it's putting a strain on my wallet as a gamer especially someone who's so active like i buy a ton of games see i'm so glad i'm getting out of that now yeah. it seems like the perfect timing like th they'll be fine because of crazy people like you <laughs> <laughs> so nice to have dan on the show today but old timers like me, I mean, like I got 400 games downstairs that, that still have plenty of replayability left in them. I don't need to buy you if you're going to jack up your prices and force people to sell them. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> but I'm not buying games a lot, so I, I'm okay with I mean, they could do whatever they want, but I'm not going to buy their games. Yeah. I think this is definitely going to probably become the norm. I said definitely, probably, so that was a dumb statement. I think that this is going to become the norm in terms of policy because Asmodee owns everything. They do it. Simon's doing yeah. it. Uh, Privateer Press does it. Yellow's doing it. 
I mean, yep, a lot, all the big players, and I just, I don't know. I don't know about how I feel. I love my brick and mortar store, but like leveling the playing field and all that, I don't know. I don't know if we need to artificially do that. Yeah. But. And our store has always been an MSRP store. Like they don't offer discounts really. Sometimes they'll have like a 10% discount promotion or they have a clearance section that they, they rotate mm. things in. But my store has a customer loyalty program. Yeah. They, we used to have it, like you spend a certain amount and you would get, um, like coupons for discounts. And then they changed it to, depending on, you get a level basically based on how much you spend and there's different promotions for your level, but that lets them really curate what they're giving away. And I don't think anybody was ever exploiting their 10 or 20% discounts, but people were definitely using them to their advantage. And now this system you have no control over. I don't get to pick when my 10% discount pops up. It's just you tell me when I can use it kind of thing and when I can oh, use it I on. Gotcha. So it's interesting. You know, I games are not cheap and they are a luxury. So we need to uh, be mindful of how we're spending, what we're spending. And this is reinforcing the idea that we need to probably buy less you know that's it, all, mm. all this does is make me buy take less chances on cool mini or not games you know like i'm not gonna put in for like throw this random game into my cart on csi because now all of a sudden it's too expensive to to just try yeah so maybe people will be choo- choosier and that's a good thing i think yeah I think it's really, and I, I don't know, it's just like part of this hobby is everybody's kind of collector oriented naturally yeah. for some reason. So it's good. I mean, it could be a good thing if it slows people down. Yeah. I wonder if this had happened to me like three years ago, if my collection would be a little bit smaller. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. I've, I've spoken highly of the policy in the past, and I, I do think it's a good thing to support local game stores. I'm just starting to feel it as a consumer, so I'm starting to get a little bit more finicky about it i think it should just be however it's going to be you know if people want to support their local game stores they will and if they don't then they gotta go yeah that's controversial i'm sure yeah. but that's how i feel about it that's fair times they are a change in <laughs> so wise tiff so wise well simon is also doing some other things they are breaking ties with ankama which are your crossmaster people yeah so there are no uh, announcements about Ankama joining forces with anyone else to distribute and develop the Crossmaster product, but I believe it's the end of June, if I got my date correct, that Simon uh, will be looking to sell off all of their stock that they have left before then, and then will no longer be helping to distribute and carry that. So if you like Crossmaster, which it seems Crossmaster is kind of floundering anyway, so it might be a good time to, to split. Simon's mm. doing I a like lot of stuff in-house, too. Yeah, that's true. So... Maybe I'll get some good deals now. F- clean or finish my collection. I still have a few things I don't have. I think I just have the base set, but um, mm. that might be on my list to give it, to someone. Except for like a couple of these little expansion yeah. pack things. Yeah. Such a cool idea. But anywho, Ares Games is teaming up with Galacta. And I believe Galacta is a Polish company. Uh, and Ares Games will be looking to help them distribute their games in the U.S. Now, the this is the company that did the this War of Mine board game on Kickstarter. So mm-hmm. that's probably the most notable title. They also have a couple other games, including Age of Thieves, uh, Zombie Terror, Andromeda, Kings and Assassins. Games that I don't think that we've had a lot of access to over here. Age of Thieves in particular in particular looks cool because you i believe it's got like a minis uh area control kind of element but basically you are a team of thieves trying to pull off a cool heist so i like that idea um and this war of mine is an interesting board game that i'd like to check out so hopefully we will be able to see these on our store shelves or our online store shelves soon enough also the spiel des jahres nominees are up 
and this is kind of the biggest news from the last couple weeks and it's not something that we want to dig too deep into one because dan is not here and two i think we're going to try to talk a little bit more about it on our next full episode which hopefully will be before any of the news has come out but essentially we can talk about some of the nominees so for spiel des Jahres, king domino a game that's very popular right now from bruno cathala and blue orange magic maze and uh, race to el dorado which is a canizia game uh, and that is the game that eric martin thinks will win is that el dorado game apparently it's a pretty cool like deck building race game for kinderspiel a couple of games captain silver ice cool and the mysterious forest and then the kenner spiel which i think is really what dan wants to dig into as being a little bit controversial we have the exit games from inca and marcus brand which are those escape room in a box games Raiders of the North Sea from Shem Phillips and Terraforming Mars from Stronghold Games. That's a spread. Yeah, it's I need to very I need to play Raiders of the North Sea now. It's good. I'm surprised it's nominated for Kenner though. Mm. It's not. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I guess when you look at uh the big thing that Dan will talk about probably next episode is Great Western Trail getting knocked to the nominees or the recommended and looking at raiders and exit over something like great western trail it's interesting because it pales in comparison to the depth there but that that's this doesn't mean depth necessarily it just means strategic gamers choice for this award so we will check them out uh next episode unfortunately i have played all of these which is great i can speak to them so i've almost played all of them so that's good that doesn't happen all the time for me maybe for you but not for me well, maybe if you played more games, Tiff. I know. I've really, I really been slacking <laughs> off this whole year. No, I'm hey. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Origins Awards are also up, something that is probably more a joke than a serious thing, but they are... I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, but they tend to not uh, garner much respect. I don't know that a lot of people take Origins Awards to heart, but they have tried to increase the legitimacy by actually picking games that fit within the categories instead of putting That's just like nice. board games and card games kind of thing. Uh, the big things for the board games are Blood Rage, Clank, Cry Havoc, Feast for Odin, Islebound, Mansions of Madness, Scythe, Star Wars Rebellion, Terraforming Mars, and World's Fair 1893. So games you've all heard of before. And then... So that's good and they make it makes sense like i'm reading through all these all these make sense in their category yeah so maybe you know another five years or so origins awards all we're really going for right now is as long as they make sense Mm. yeah that's important good for you origins you made sense this year hey this is a couple years in a row so they're on a real streak that is true well, so close. Our last piece of news before talking about Kickstarter is Spin Master has acquired Marbles. So Marbles, the game store, they do a lot of those like brain games, puzzles, and abstract games. They're in a lot of malls and more like public areas as opposed to your friendly local game store, which is tucked away in a corner somewhere with like magic posters and stuff up. This is more of a retail front, uh, but they declared bankruptcy recently. So they were acquired by Spin Master and Spin Master is hoping to keep all of those IPs and properties going. So you'll still be able to access any of those titles if you were really interested in them. If you liked a lot of the games that they had, you'll still be able to get them just under a new header. So always good. Now let's do some Kickstarter. I've got one project that I want to talk about and I have two quick mentions that we'll touch on, which are expansions to popular games. Uh, There are a bunch of projects that I actually do want to talk about, but they have just started their campaign. So with about 
25 days to go. We'll just wait until we get a little bit closer to the end and uh, feature them on our next news episode. So the project we will be talking about today is Kokoro at Avenue of the Kodama, which is a re-theme and re-implementation of Avenue, the roll and write board game. And this will be done by Indie Boards and Cards. It is ending on June 10th, and it will run you $19 to get a copy of this game. And like I said, this is a roll and write game with that cutesy Kodama tree spirit aesthetic on there. Essentially what you're going to do, simplistically put, is draw cards that have pathways on them. You have to draw those pathways on your dry erase board, and as you draw pathways, you're trying to connect symbols together to score points. And you'll play across a number of rounds, and then you clean off your board and do it again. And this has some extra modularity. You've got two sides of your boards. Things can move around. You'll be working on different scoring conditions each time. So there's a little bit more to play with in this version uh, a little bit more going on and it has these special decree cards that are new to this version specifically but overall it seems to be a fairly kind of lightweight simplistic game but one that a lot of people have been having fun with if you like roll and write titles i don't know that i've played a roll and write title maybe this is my opportunity this is a roll and draw title almost but roll and write like you've played quicks which is kind of oh all right i do like those i like games where you get a pad and paper yeah, and Octodice is kind of like a roll and write. There's a just there's a lot of different versions within them. This one has that path building, but basically, if you're rolling dice and you're you're checking things off on a pen oh, and that paper, that makes sense. Yeah, you if you're roll writing the dice something and then you write. Yeah, then you've played one. Okay, but. Yeah, this version's cheap and it's cute and it's going to have like dry erase boards so you'll you won't have to worry about a pad of paper and running out of sheets and things like that or laminating your own. So I think it might be something that, you know, our listeners and the community in general will uh will take to. It's doing very well. It's funded all kinds of stretch goals. It can play up to like 7 players now, I believe, and uh it's got almost a 1000 backers and has almost tripled its goal. So it's doing very well. With only one project if I've taken a a, a leap of faith that you will back <laughs> i clicked remind ah, on that that scores me half points kickstarter it's just tough i'm trying to slow it down even more than i already have well i just don't i don't like waiting I'm getting tired of waiting <laughs> yeah i'm impatient and there are plenty of games that i haven't bought in my friendly local game store so there's that now i'm so behind on regular games that kickstarter games don't interest me that's fair this might be a great be... place to be all right this might come out yeah. and be on your I show. imagine it will. Yeah. yeah, I imagine it will. So it might not be one you have to jump on immediately. Stretch goals. Well, yeah, I guess. So two quick mentions. There are two expansions currently on Kickstarter. First one up, Monsters and Minions expansion for Roleplayer will be ending on June 15th, and that's $39. And then the... Door, uh, and then the Dwarven Delve expansion for Dark Dealings. That's a lot of alliterative D sounds. Whew. That is ending on June 22nd for $17. And both of those games I have played. I'm not a big fan of role player, although a lot of people really are. So Monsters and Minions sounds like it could be pretty cool. And Dark Dealings off of one play was strange, but I get why people like it. I think that it is cool. I'd like to play it some more. Uh, I just didn't. It's hard to get your head around it in one play so the dwarven delve expansion is cool for that and both of these kickstarter projects allow you to get the base game if you missed out on them so if you missed out on dark dealings or role player this is your chance to get those base game copies along with the expansion if you'd like does that sound good tiff yes 
Yes. Two more games for you to buy. No. Yeah. Well, those don't count because those are quick mentions. So those are not on my list. I don't technically fail. All right. Well, you're going to fail anyway, I think. Waiting on that email about Avenue. Well, keep waiting. Oh, I will. 11 days to go. All right. So that is a very quick news segment from us, Sportcast News, for June 1st. We thank you all for joining us. Remember that you can always find us on Facebook.com slash The League of Nonsensical Gamers. Shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. Join us at BGG Guild number 2077. Get yourself a micro badge. We'd be happy to hand you out some geek gold. Check us out on Instagram, Nonsensical Gamers, or Cinnamon Buns. If you enjoy the content, iTunes reviews are a great way to show your love for us and also give us some feedback on what you like and what you don't like. Also, a big thank you to our sponsor, Tasty Minstrel Games. Find them at playtmg.com and look for them at Origins. If you want to chat with us directly, if you want to see where you can get your tickets to the Defenders of the Last Stand showdown. Showdown? It's not competitive. Mm. No. How should we title that? The Defenders of the Last Stand, Last Stand. Go to Twitter and type what into the box, Tiffany V. Uh, at Inept Gamer. Or if you want to see the tears of Dan as he suffers through a Lanius game, you can check him out at Scandalous underscore Nad. I assume tears and crying would be personal, so that's where you'd want to go. Oh, you can just come to my account for that if oh, he that's cries. Fine. I'll be taking video of that. That's true. I guess Dan wouldn't be taking selfies, so you need to go to someone else's account for pictures of it uh or you can go to nonsensical gamers where hopefully dan steve or me or somebody will be posting pictures of defenders of the last stand in all of its glory and maybe we'll all be wearing matching t-shirts i gotta find my t-shirt yeah you can also find me at cinnamon buns thank you all for joining us we will see you next time for a full episode the episode before origins 2017 until then tiffany b say goodbye to our lovely listeners goodbye bye